Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Welcome back in, Cougar Nation, to another episode of Cougar Tracks here on kslsports.com. It's always a special time to chat with BYU defensive lineman Tyler Batty each and every week. These have been uh, some of my favorite conversations each and every week. I look forward to them almost almost more than uh, sometimes hanging out with, uh, conversing with my with my spouse. I enjoy these so much. They're so much fun. It's a great time. <laughs> Tyler, how you doing, man? Uh, how's things going for you? What's what's life treating you like these days? Um, yeah, good overall, man. <clears throat> can't uh, can't complain. Um, yeah, uh, it's been. You know, it's been it's been a rough past month, but uh, but other than that, um, yeah, things are good. We'll recap the East Carolina game and look ahead to the big one uh, this Saturday on the Blue Turf, BYU and Boise State. You can follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler underscore Batty two. Follow him on Instagram at Tyler underscore Batty. And if my wife's listening, I'm just kidding. I just had to kind of amplify it. I just enjoy the conversations. It's a good time, uh, Tyler. So last week against East Carolina. You guys had another setback uh, to ECU, but am, am I off in, in thinking there was progress made? That fourth quarter in particular for the defense, it felt like that could be maybe something you guys can build off of going forward. Am, am I off base there? No, I think you're, I think, honestly, I think you're right on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've, we've kind of been in a slide here and, and, uh, you know, we we're hoping to, kind of wrap that up with, with DCU and kind of just game got away with from us a little bit. But uh, I think our defense improved a ton um, from Liberty to ECU. Uh, like you said, especially in that fourth quarter, you know, guys were out there making plays, doing their job, uh, making stands. Um, so, yeah, it was. I, I think it was a big step in the right direction. How much uh, more of a comfort level was there for the defense having a full week to um, get familiar with 
you know, Kalani's been very vocal that he's taken over the defense. Elise is on the defensive line. Hadley's at safeties. And, uh, you know, Ed Lamb more of a, a special teams role. How just maybe just the, the comfort in the defensive scheme having that full week because with Liberty it was three days and you're traveling cross country and it was all kind of a whirlwind. Yeah, no, it definitely, I think uh, this past, you know, last week's uh, preparation um, was really good. Um, you know, we had some good practices and, uh, um, yeah, I feel like guys, yeah, definitely settled in and, and um, yeah, are just getting back to playing, you know, be like our brand of defense, right? Our brand of football, which, which is exciting. Even, even though, you know, Saturday was rough, uh, I think just the progress is exciting. Well, I thought too that, uh, not to, to share my certain opinions, but it felt like, you know, early on that East Carolina running back, he was a good ball carrier. He had a lot of, had a lot of yards, but you guys in game made some adjustments, tightened up and were able to get those necessary stops and, that's where I think I feel like you guys can kind of build off of that uh, to going forward because you know early on it felt like oh here it goes again maybe there's going to be similar issues but you guys made some in-game adjustments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, we did, um, and uh, and yeah, it was you know you know more effective. Um, we were able to kind of shut things down um, a, l- a little bit more. I mean, and, and there were still you know a couple mistakes made here and there, and I you know I. Of course, um, looking back on it, it, you know, there's things we wish we could have done better, right? But, uh, but yeah, overall, I, I think um, it was it was a good game to get us back on track to how just how we play and and just the energy, the physicality, the you know every aspect, you know, playing one eleventh football. Um, I think it was a really helpful in all those areas um, to make sure that we're on track for the rest of the season, right? Especially, um, you know, headed up to headed up to Boise. Um, so, how uh, you know at the end of the game that that fourth court that excuse me fourth down, uh, Caleb Hayes had a pi, and I know that's a tough spot because uh, maybe just nerves got to him. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, he had the safety help with Talon Alfrey coming over. I'm just curious how was how was Caleb uh, in, in that post game because I know that that probably was tough. You know, man, he, he's he was good. He's a, I mean, he's a Caleb's a veteran player, right? You know, he's he's spent time, you know, at different programs now and has played a lot of snaps and, um, <laughs> yeah. As when when you look at it, it was just any other play, right? You know that that's just how it has to be. Um, you just got to be like, well, like, you know, did what I could, and and that was the outcome of that snap. And then, and then you just got to move on from it. And, and I think he did, right. Just the, the amount of time he spent playing, um, you know, he knows, he knows kind of how that works and, you know, uh, right. Was a big moment and, you know, he busted his butt and um, yeah, just, you know, maybe a little too sticky there and got a PI call. Uh, so um, just tricky. Just tricky, but uh, but no, Caleb, Caleb, yeah, he's the man. So he's he's gonna handle it well, and he's not gonna have any, you know, issues, uh, you know, going ahead because of that. I know this season is taking a far different turn than I think you, the team, fans, myself, anyone expected. I mean, four and five, uh, fighting for postseason eligibility. No one saw that, uh, but there's still a chance to turn it around and close this thing out strong. 
I think, though, one thing that's interesting, and BYU provided this stat to members of the media, and I find it interesting, Tyler. Uh, you know, and it, it highlights that, one, you guys have played a tough schedule. I think that should be noted. I mean, I'm again, not making excuses here. I know you're not either. You don't, you don't need that. You don't want that. You're a D1 athlete, but... Been a tough schedule. You guys have dealt with a lot of injuries too. And I think this this number kind of highlights this. Um, you guys have had twenty three different starters this season on defense, nineteen on offense. That's forty two different starters this year. That's tied for third nationally in college football, only behind New Mexico and Texas A and M. Uh, so there's been a lot of injuries right now. I, I'm curious the. I know the the morale seems like the the defensive morale feels pretty good. It's trending upwards. Maybe just the health of the team right now. Uh, how how's everyone feeling after you know going into ten straight weeks of of playing a high level tough schedule football? Yeah, <laughs> you know everyone everyone's beat up. Everyone's dinged up. You know even the guys that uh, you know aren't necessarily out with an injury. Right, everyone's you know. Everyone's got stuff going. I mean, that's just football, right? You just you just get beat up. Um, you know, everyone's everyone. You know, is uh, you know, is as 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 healthy as can be expected. Right after, yeah, ten straight weeks of uh, of playing football. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, I, guys are doing everything they can to to stay healthy and to get back out on the field for those that haven't been out. You know, there for a second. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, physically, you know, we're we're feeling good, and and uh, yeah, I think uh, overall health wise, you know, it's I, I I don't think we're in in too bad of a, a spot, you know what I mean? I'm 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 very I'm very confident in the guys that we do have, and that we can go out there and, and win games, right? With with the guys that we do have on defense currently, so um, yeah, I, w- I would say overall we're we're pretty good. Kalani has uh, created a culture where uh, you guys compete every single day, and that's just kind of part of the the job. I mean, that's Power Five football is is trying to own your spot, but injuries do play a role in that twenty three different stars. I'm going to put you on the spot, Tyler. I know it's a big number, but do do you think you could you could say all twenty three guys <clears throat> that started this year? Do you think you could take a guess? Um, I don't. I know this I isn't I, typically been I think trivia. I could get pretty close. Let's let's hear it. Yeah, I think I could get pretty close. Um, so we'll start up front. Um, so myself, yep. Caden Haas, Earl Mariner, yes, John Nelson, um, then let's see. Now now I'm going back to. More the beginning of the season, maybe guys. We had um, did Josh Larson start a game? He did. Okay. He started okay. early on. Um, how many more D linemen? Uh, how many? How many? Another D lineman. Uh, Logan Latui. Logan Latui. Logan Latui at yep, uh, yep. at Oregon. Um, at Oregon. And then I'm trying. Uh, and then there's another one. He's a senior vet. He was in the same recruiting class as you. Alden, uh, actually or no, Zoe. Zoe, Zoe, yeah, okay, yep. That was I thought there were two more, and that's what it was going to be: Logan and, and Zoe. I'll, I'll just um, I'll just say the rest here for you because I know, I know it's you probably keep closer tabs on the D line. Chaz on you, and that was a bummer seeing Chaz go out. Yeah, it just 
you know, I, I maybe just quick a side note on that. Just maybe Chaz being his teammate. He's he was in the same recruiting class, I believe, as you in 2017. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, a bunch of us. Uh-huh. What? Uh, how tough was that to see a guy that's, um, you know, made his way back, worked hard, and and then to go out instantly like that? That's really tough, man. And yeah, I, I feel for I feel for Chaz. That dude's worked his butt off. Um, honestly, one of the hardest working guys I know. And um, that's just that's just tough, you know. When you when when you want to be out there, you know, as as bad as you do, and and then you know for something to happen like that, where you know you're not able to finish a game, and you know you you're not you're not able to you know play. That's yeah. There's nothing there's nothing more painful than that, honestly. So. Um, but Chaz is a stud and, and, and he'll bounce back. Like I said, he, he's a hard worker, man. So he'll just, he'll just get back to, to doing his thing, man. And, and just working his butt off. The rest of the, the, the guys that have started just to reel them off here, Talon Alfrey, uh, Ben Bywater, mm-hmm. Ammon Hanneman, Micah Harper, Caleb Hayes, Gabe Judy Lally, uh, D'Angelo Mandel. Oh, another D lineman, Blake Mangelson. He got a start, uh, Malik Moore, Keenan Peely, Jacob Robinson, Gumby, Gabe Summers, he's another one, uh, Pepe Tanovasa, Max Tooley, and Peyton Wilgar. Uh, we saw Pepe play some OE a little bit last week. Is he going to be? Is he more in the D line room this now going forward? Pepe's just a man. He's a multi use tool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, so they they can they can uh, they can throw him honestly anywhere and and uh, and he's going to get the job done. So. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's spent a lot of time, uh, in the D line room, uh, you know, with us in the past. Um, you know, I, I can't say as to what's, you know, sure. going to happen in the future, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to, you know, if he was, you know, back with us and you now he just kind of bounces around, but yeah, he's just, he's just a super talented guy and can kind of play anywhere on the field. When you mentioned multi-use tool, you've shown your versatility at times this year, but I will say Tyler, it, it correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure every snap you played against ECU, you were on the D line, and I'm not gonna lie. I thought that was like it, it feels like this defense is putting everyone in spots where you're gonna be in a position to succeed. It feels like, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know what what would you yeah. were you pretty much a D line the whole game? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was yeah. I, you know, hand in the dirt. Um, you know, eating up double teams. Uh, which you know that's that's the life of a D lineman and. Uh, yeah, you know I love it, and so it is. It is nice. I do. Uh, you know, I do like getting down and dirty in the trenches. You know, uh, that's just that's just D line work, and so um, yeah, you know, wherever again, wherever you know, where I'll, I'll play wherever you know they need me, and you know, wherever they think is the best fit. You know, for game plan and all that. But uh, yeah, it was it was nice to to get back down in there and you know put my hand in the dirt and get after it. So Tyler. The defense, you know, showed some some positive signs, and uh, I think that uh, there's there's a good vibe. I, I thought Morgan Piper, uh, in his commentary this week, it was fun to to hear from him. Uh, you know, because Kalani typically in these games before a bye week, he talks about emptying the tank. And I asked uh, Morgan, who's worked his tail off to, uh, you know, have a role in this BYU program. He's like, we still got more in the tank left to prove and you know we want to do it for the fans and show that we got a lot better product do you get the sense this week at practice that this team does have more in the tank uh you know to that's something left in that tank to to empty it out to get into that bye week and and rest up 
it's been a tricky nine games. Um, it really has been. But again, the the dudes that we have on this team, um, yeah, man, they don't they don't quit. And so uh, I think uh, you know, guys are guys are hungry, man. They they, they want to prove um, to everyone what we what we can actually do, right? Just how capable we actually are when we when we play at our best. Um, and so, yeah, guys guys are hungry and guys are ready to do that. Elisa told the uh, the media on Tuesday, and I bring this up because he he told the media publicly, so it's it's out there. Um, he told the media that he's worked with the D line, and he's also got some analysts helping out as well. Uh, is there anything that because uh, you, you being a defensive lineman and Elisa kind of clarifying some of the the role changes this week along the defenses uh, or the defense? Who are some of those analysts? I assume Jan Jorgensen's helping out as well. Uh huh. Yep. So, so Jan and 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 Vince uh, Feula. So, those two, uh, you know, have uh, you know, um, are definitely and have have been helping and are helping right uh, with the D line. Two two guys who have played, you know, on the D line, and you know, we're both really good in their respective times. You know, it's it's always good to to have guys like that around. You know, you pick their brain and um, just like pick up little stuff, have them you know, watch you and correct your technique and, you know, alongside with, with E, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice to have them. Has it been different seeing E on the sideline or does he even register a yeah, thought super. in the moment, but is that, is that different? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super, super different. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not used to having him down there, but yeah. it is, you know, it is nice uh, for us. So, you know, I, I like, you know, having, you know, my, my coach, I get, you know, um, as a coordinator right there up in the box. But, uh, you know, it's nice to, nice to have him down on the sideline with us. Yeah, that, that's Jan's, – Jan's been in, up in the booth helping out and uh, seen him in, in a few times uh, at, at these games. And uh, it be exciting to see uh, how you guys continue to move forward as you guys get ready for Boise State. Last scheduled game on the blue turf between BYU and Boise. Uh, Five o'clock kick extended pregame gets started at noon so it's going to be a long day on ksl <laughs> news radio i'll be there in boise getting ready for for byu and the broncos what do you think of this matchup uh do you like this rivalry it, it feels like it's it's been elevated over the past decade it's it's a pretty fun game yeah no absolutely boise is a long you know long-standing program they're really they're really good have been really good um and so it's fun it is it, you know it's you know, it's not it's not the Utah BYU rivalry by any means, but uh, but it, it is a lot of fun, um, especially you know as games have gone back and forth over the years. Uh, we're excited, yeah, we're really excited to go up there to Boise and and yeah, play on the Smurf turf and uh, and get after those guys. So it, it'll be fun. It's kind of a nice spot for you guys to be in. I, I know that people are you know doubting you guys right now, you know, with the four game skid, and you guys are an underdog. But there's also the revenge element you can play too, because last year Boise kind of spoiled things for you guys when you were undefeated in the top ten team. There's that in play as well, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely! Like that's yeah, we're going back for that game. Like it's <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be yeah, this isn't. I think it's going to be a battle, man. Um, we're going to be battle on our side. Yeah, we want we want to. You know, we just want to return the favor. That's all. We want to go spank them at home. Um, and so, yeah, we're we're really excited for that. You didn't get a play in the 2020 game where there was it, amidst COVID the blowout game because you were you were injured, right? 
Yeah, that's correct. So, you, what do you think of the the blue turf? What from what you've seen? Are you, is that is that? Have you ever played on a colored field that's not green before? Um, I don't think so. Not that I can like remember off the top of my head. But honestly, I don't think it. I think in the moment, I don't think you notice it too much. Yeah. You know, you're looking at like hash marks, and you know, it still has all the markings, even though it's a blue field. Yeah, it'll be a little different, but uh, but yeah, honestly, I think mid game. You're not gonna. I mean, you're focused on other stuff, so you're just, yeah. Boise's gonna be wearing a blackout. You guys will be having the uh, the all whites with the the nickel face mask. So be a good looking uniform matchup. And you know, Boise they're they're looking like a pretty good uh, offensive squad as of late. They had that uh, that setback, a shocking setback to UTEP back in September. They overhauled the offensive staff. Dirk Cutter, former NFL head coach. He's serving as the interim OC, and they've done a nice job. This Taylor Green at quarterback, dual threat guy. He's improving in the passing game the past few weeks. What do you make of of Green and and his capabilities and the challenges he poses? Yeah, he's a you know, he's a big tall dude, um, long. Yeah, can can throw it and can run, and um, yeah, their offense. You know, the well coached, right? Um, you know, they've, they've got they've got good coaches out there, and, and it shows, right? Um, they execute, they get after it, um, run the ball, throw the ball. Uh, yeah. So, um, they've, they've put some really good stuff on tape and, and, uh, you know, as as we're we're preparing to go up and play them this week, um, just, yeah, watching that and, and, uh, just getting ready to, uh, pretty much shut down whatever they are going to try to throw at us. Right. Uh, so, um, but yeah, overall good offense and it's good. It's going to be a challenge, right. To, uh, to shut them down as they've, you know, they've been rolling and, and been doing some good stuff. How critical or how big of a conversation has stopping the run been from Kalani this week? And maybe since he's taken over, just like, what is he doing to, to try to make sure that is dialed in this week? Huge, right? Um, just like things in meetings, things in practice, uh, doing a lot of different things just to make sure that, yeah, we, it's been a big point of emphasis, right? We've got to be able to stop the run, um, you know, every every time they attempt to run the ball, right? We've got to be able to stop it. We've got to be able to shut them down. Then we've got to be able to get off the field. And so, uh, yeah, stopping the run has been a huge point of emphasis. Taylor Green, when you said he's a big guy, you're right. I mean, 6'6", 220. He's got to be the, the tallest QB you guys have, have seen, if, if memory serves me right. I think Blake Shapin was pretty tall, but not 6'6". Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he's the tallest guy uh, we've played against this year. So, um, yeah, he can. You know, he can see. Has better vision. Yeah, he's just he's a bigger body to bring down. Yeah, K- KJ Jefferson was pretty big too, but yeah, he was like six three. Uh, Taylor Green will be an interesting uh, challenge. You know, I- I'm curious too, Tyler. Uh, I always find these spots interesting in, in the schedule because we've seen this year that. You know, BYU has played well against teams where there's some recent history against Baylor, uh, Utah State, uh, you know, teams that you've had some familiarity with. You look at, I mean, again, not making excuses or anything for you, for you guys, but it's, you know, how, how, how big of a, of a help or benefit is it preparing and, and know how you have some just personal experience knowing how physical they play at the line of scrimmage compared to a team you just never have faced before. Like how much does that help when preparing for a game? 
Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it does help, right? Any type of familiarity uh, is really useful um, when, when getting ready, right? Just having a general idea of, you know, how their programs ran or, you know, how they like to, to work their offense or defensive scheme um, <clears throat> is useful. Yeah, is, is super useful. And so, um, yeah, and, and again, it also gives you, yeah, a little bit more history, um, you know, a little bit more beef, if you will, you know, <laughs> in between teams. And so, um, yeah, it's they're always interesting and they're always fun. Does it feel like Cutter has come in and it's like a completely different offense than what they were doing before with Hank Bachmeyer or are there some? No, I'll that- say – yeah, it's, it's honestly it's pretty similar, right? Um, you know, you, you you put on the tape and you you see a lot of zone, right? They run a ton of just zone and and um, you know three step and and um, you know they move the quarterback around and uh, make sure you know he's clean um, to get balls off. And so um, honestly, it's it's nothing it's nothing really crazy. It's it's really uh, if you will, pretty vanilla football, right? Um, we'll see if they have any tricks up their sleeves for us <laughs> come come Saturday. But, uh, but yeah, overall, it's pretty simple. One thing about this series over the past decade is in or uh, turnovers have played a huge role in this series. Uh, there's, uh, it seems like in both teams this year, um, you know, both defenses only nine takeaways uh, this year. But uh, it seems like whenever these two face off. Uh, the turnovers seem to fly at a higher clip. Uh, do you feel like the defense is in a place where you guys could be a little more opportunistic potentially in this week? Yeah, takeaways are a big part, and you know we got to get more. That's that's another another piece to the puzzle. And so um, I think guys, yeah, like I said, are hungry and they're going to be looking for those opportunities. You know, they've been doing so in practice, and they're going to be doing so in the game. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we end up with a couple. BYU and Boise kicks off at 5 o'clock on FS2 and here on KSL News Radio. Before we close, uh, Tyler, I wanted to uh, talk to you too about a little bit of the culture of the BYU football team. I, I, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I feel like, and I'm not going to sit here and lecture people on how to be fans. I don't think you are either. I mean, it's, it's, you can fan how you want, but for some reason, the love and learn. Uh, messaging from Kalani has gone under fire from pockets of people on message boards and social media. And look, it's fine, what, whatever. But the culture at, in that BYU football program, as a guy that's a leader, as a guy that uh, is seeing the highs, seeing some of the, the tough times right now, is that culture still as strong as ever? And do you feel like it can, as Kalani has said, really be the foundation to lead BYU out of these tough times right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Nothing. So nothing comes. Uh, nothing comes easy. Nothing comes without uh, a little bit of perseverance, right? And uh, and so we just trust our process. That's that's what it comes down to. Is yeah, things just yeah, like like we talked about before, just haven't necessarily gone the way we had hoped or wanted or envisioned um, them to go. And, and whatever, like at the end of the day, it is what it is. Uh, we got to just keep going forward. And, 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 and the thing you can't do is, um, start questioning everything and, and, you know, throw it all out the window. It's no, this has worked in years past. It's going to work for years to come. It's just, uh, trusting the process, doubling down, reinvesting, um, and, 
and honestly just kind of weathering through and, and until we, you know, get back on track where we're supposed to be. Um, there's, there's not much more to do that uh, to do than that. So yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's just trusting the process. You can't, you can't throw it all out the window, you know, at a moment's notice just because, you know, something was off or, you know, even after uh, a slide like this, it's just, yeah, you just got to trust it. Is the love for Kalani as, as strong as ever? Because I, I know that, you know, Kalani was a big piece of your recruitment and, and for you personally, just the team, it, it's, it still feels like it, uh, I'm curious just to get your thoughts on just the the willingness to from the team to really rally and, and get behind Kalani. Yeah, absolutely. Um absolutely. Uh I think I think you talk to any guy here at BYU and, and Kalani is gonna have a massive role in, in, in why they're here. And so um yeah, again, he you know, he has our backs, we have his back. That's yeah. Right? That's just that's just that is the culture, right? That is that is that is the culture here, and uh, and so, yeah, I don't, I'm I'm not I'm not worried about um, how things are gonna gonna pan out. I know the type of dudes that we have here and the type of coaches, and so it's just gonna take a little bit of time and figuring some stuff out and some work, and and uh, yeah, we'll get things back on track. Absolutely. One thing I've always said, Tyler, is that uh, you know BYU football they can have some. Some tough moments, but they don't have the the tough times for long. They always bounce back in unexpected spots too. And uh, you know, underdog, blue turf. Hey, why not play a spoiler <laughs> and uh, get a big win? This could be some. This could be a win that really gets things back on track and and uh, turns the fortunes of the season. I I know that you know the possibility of seven and five wouldn't be what you guys envision, but uh, it, it, considering the circumstances right now, if you could get a win on the blue, that'd be quite the win for the program. Always appreciate you joining me, Tyler. Appreciate the great insight as always to share this with Cougar Nation and spend so much time with me and uh, best of luck. Most importantly, stay healthy and uh, I'll see you up in Boise. Okay. Sounds good, Mitch. Have a good one. All right. That's Tyler Batty here on Cougar Tracks. It's always powered by kslsports.com. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.